Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. This is Dumby Dum, the show about the reality stalker drama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the winning trifecta that is Royfield Brown. And with me I have the also ran that is Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our day at the races, folks, is you. This week's Dumdy Dum comes from Bye 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 Steve yet again. It will uh, have you heard you heard it now, Lucy? Yes, yes I have. It's a bit bonkers. <laughs> well, du- so is he. Well, it doesn't really hold the tune either, does it? <laughs> <laughs> kind of freestyling. He's, he's, he's a maverick. Maverick. Yeah. Isn't he just? Isn't he just? <laughs> but we commend you, bye bye bye, Steve. Well done for that, sir. But somebody else, Lucy, can actually mm-hmm. hold the tune and not just scat <laughs> all over Barwick Green. By and the one shat all over Barwick Green. I think no, I said I, I said scat. <laughs> I said scat, which is kind of the same thing. In, in the <laughs> <laughs> if you're an otter, yes. Hmm. No, that's sprayed, isn't it? Hmm. Or in uh, in pornography. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's what they oh. call scat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going well. We've started with pornography yes. already. Sorry, sorry, everybody. Doing pornography. Right, but <sighs> now getting back to matters Borsetshire via Dumpty Dum. Someone would like to send us a Dumpty Dum, Lucy. How can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or be evicted for buying a charm bracelet then call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on speakpipe thank you to cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the dumpty dogs shed code for sponsoring us and to derek for loaning the back bedroom can i just talk about dumpty dogs have you seen that dumpty dog which one it's on our twitter and it's this little puppy that's been blown in the breeze and 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 it says my dumpty dog is being blown away by how good dumpty dum is and it's had 20 likes and a couple of retweets it's the cutest picture ever i'm going to have a look i don't remember that one it's i was a... up i was up to date by friday i think but i don't think i've looked over the weekend i don't think it's on dumdydum.com yet but it's definitely on our twitter and i okay. retweeted it it's very 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 cutesy just saying <laughs> yeah. oh yes derek 
Yes. Um, Derek was at the races with Lillian and Jolene. He put 20 quid on Borsetshire Bellend in the Underwoods <laughs> Gold Cup. Um, but he took a toss at the first bend, but the horse came in second. <laughs> well done. It's a Kentucky Derby this week as well. Is it? It was. Oh. Past tense. Good. Anyway, oh. just saying, just to show people that we do this thing completely and utterly up to date, because I couldn't tell that by by the forthcoming analysis that I'm going to give it. You're going to say, Roy, you said the same old crap every week. <laughs> I know. On this week's show, you are right there? Mm. Mm. On this week's show, we are calls from Louise Lombard, who thinks Lillian is Anne Bancroft. Bly Spirit, who thinks Toby is en route to the skip with a spoon, who's gone back in time. Ooh, interesting phenomena. Lord Louise, who's furious on Bert's behalf. And... Jacqueline Berteau is probably celebrating the defeat of the far right in France. Yay! Aren't we all? Down oh, with hate, folks. Yeah. Jacqueline Moderate Berteau, who is loving <laughs> the M and Nick show. Me too. But first, before all that, before my brain wanders off and I talk about something random, it's Lucy V. Freeman's week in Ambridge. <laughs> Tom is still adjusting to having to get over himself. This dump is all I've got now, he said. So I've read a self-help book and I'm going to make sure I'm as miserable as possible and make everyone else miserable as possible too. I think that's what it said. Mm. Pip asked Toby if there was a chance she could get her money back. He said, unfortunately, owing to circumstances entirely within his own control, he would be unable to deliver the monies owing from himself to herself, debts notwithstanding. For further information, please contact our debt helpline. Please be aware that if you take advantage of this offer, your home, sanity and self-respect may be at risk. And speaking frankly, you are never going to see this money again. Goodbye. Au revoir. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> when she described this loan to her father, it was interesting to note she referred to it as an investment, not as forking over my entire profit to a hapless knobhead making moonshine in a bucket. As part of her penance, <laughs> Pip adjusted her hair shirt and trotted off to Grange Farm to tell them that because she'd given all the cows an STD, they were going to have to shoot Bartleby to eat him. She may as well hire an aeroplane and sky right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, for God's sake, I'm sorry. Maybe Adam could rig up the drone to do it. Over at Brooker's, they were making a list of things to do. Ring around other farmers, Ruth, meat deliveries, David, take all blame for everything in the world from the sewage crisis onwards. Pip! It's the Dawn Chorus Walk. The main thing is to get people up and out, said Helen. Stop them enjoying themselves at home, nice and warm in bed on a Sunday morning, and make them stand in a field while I shush them. They will love it. I always know what's best for people. Glad to see you back on form, Helen. Lillian was at a loose end. Her exciting life choosing cushion covers with Justin is proving to be not quite as thrilling as galloping through shrubberies in wellies and a thong. It's awful being bored when you've only got a massive house and a boyfriend and a horse and a gajillion pounds. But I mean, <laughs> there's always there's always jigsaws or, or learning Tai Chi or, oh, I know. What about running your business? No one's collected any rent for about a year and a half. All the tenants have fallen down the stairs and broken their necks because nobody was maintaining the houses. The ones that have survived died of hypothermia as no one was servicing the boilers. The least she could do is go around with a skip and scoop up the bodies. Uh, Nick and Emma joined forces again to sit on Will while he wittered on with a gobful of garlic bread that Emma was damaging Georgie. 
I honestly think that a nuclear strike couldn't damage Georgie. They asked Ed to comment, <laughs> but he didn't hear as he was pushing handfuls of pasta bake into his face and some of it went in his ears. Toby bought Pippa bracelet, a charm bracelet, because she ain't getting no charm from nowhere else. I just want things to go back to how they were, said Toby, when you thought I was a misjudged twat rather than an actual twat. I think Pip dumped him, but I'm not sure. You'd think, wouldn't you, that having seen where being a massive cowardy, cowardy custard got her before, she'd have toughened up a bit. But no, she was still enormously passive-aggressive, absent-mindedly telling Toby, oh, it's just for a short while, as she busily deleted his number from her mobile and set fire to his clothes. <laughs> but it's all going to be okay. As, as entirely predicted by everyone in the world, the Aldred share-out has gone wrong already. And Adam has got uppity because Debbie got the same shares as him and he wants more shares than Debbie or at least bigger ones with brighter colours or ones that play a tune. So the best thing is they're going to have a home farm family meeting over lunch to talk about the disaster that is going to be wreaked through the medium of Brian, a couple of bottles of red and some family chit-chat about the division of the millions. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. A's down for a full house. We want a good dirty fight with lots of hair pulling and eye gouging. Looking at you here, Adam. Debbie is joining in via Skype, which is going to be a little odd if they're all there waving roast potatoes around and she's going to be a disembodied voice from a laptop at the end of the table. And we are expecting Rua Rua Reed to be let out of his cupboard under the stairs with an entirely new voice, a wobbly Adam's apple and a huge sense of entitlement. The end. Ooh, well done. I enjoyed that this week. Well done, you. Give yourself, give yourself a round of applause, Lucy. I'm not going to do that, but thank you very much. <laughs> um, Pip, I yes. just thought that was a genius move on her part. Yep. And I know it was cowardly, it was sneaky, but yeah, just well done, Pip, I yep. say. Yeah. Um, I, I wish, it, I wish she'd had the courage to just say, look, I don't want bracelets, I want my money back. Piss right off. But, you know... In lieu of that, she did the next best thing, which is gently pushing him out of the door. Um, and also emerging with, you know, being able gently to take Gently with undecent her. haste. <laughs> you know, he's like, what? She's like, I'm leaving yeah. now. He's like, what? Now? now? <laughs> <laughs> There's no rush, Toby, but that, yes, those are your things in a case by the door. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sort of, uh, she's managed to, to reclaim the moral high ground. She's made up with her mum. She's genuinely doing something to help the farm she's not just wandering around going but i'm so sorry she's actually done something mm. and uh you know she's got a shot of she's got a shot of toby and completely put him on the back foot he doesn't really know what's going on talking about back foot uh two women in the cricket team surely that's that's like two too many <laughs> you see my segue there <laughs> What segue? What do you mean? Well, you said she'd put Toby on the back foot. Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah, but it's, what do you, but you, don't, you don't think that women shouldn't be at the cricket team, do you? I'm just trying to provoke things a little. Oh, I see. Yeah. Hopefully you don't need to provoke things. You just do that anyway, don't you? All right, then. Let's talk about Jem and Bartleby. Oh, gold. I did think it was a bit odd that they just sort of did it without asking anybody. Mm. It's Shula wading in again. It's the same thing that she did with that homeless bloke. I'm going to help Darryl. you. Get off. I don't want to be helped. Tough. I want to help you. Therefore, you're going to be helped. And people, they have to, she has to, people have to fight her off with a stick if she actually wants to help them. There's no stopping her. Um, but anyway, at least, 
But, but where is Alistair getting all this? You know, Alistair is having... The, they seem to think as a couple that they've somehow sort of won the lottery or something. They're behaving as if they are suddenly potted. And as far as I know... Potted? Isn't it minted? Do you, do you say potted, meaning moneyed? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that, is that not a phrase? I think I... I yeah. I always say potted. I don't know. Do you? And, oh, well, you have pots of money. Yeah. But I've well, never I say heard it. Oh, minted. That's what I say. I well, whatever. They have got. They are. They are behaving as if they've got a lot of money, and I don't think they have. In fact, they've forked out a lot of money, and are now kind of, um, uh, you know, having to rein in a bit. Ha ha. Um, because of, of 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 all the investment they've made, uh, thanks to uh, Anisha, and mm. and yet. She's chucking money left, right, and centre. He's throwing money left, right, and centre about about the, the 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 refurbishment, which is kind of justifiable. She's got a silly old hunt hobby thing, and she's saying, "Well, you spent twenty eight billion pounds, so I'm going to spend twenty eight billion pounds." Um, and has you know offered to to redo the um redo the the, the kennels and everything, and now he's offering to support um Jem, and it's kind of they're both enjoying very much playing sort of Lord and Lady Bountiful, but I can't really see the um, the justification for it. it. It it doesn't seem to kind of... They're behaving as if... And unless I've missed something, they're behaving as if they've come into a lot of money. And as far as I know, the opposite is the case. Well, I suppose Alistair would have received some money for selling the share of the business. Wouldn't he? Yeah. And it would be not an inconsiderable sum. Yeah, but then but, but, but no, but but to updating it. But yes, but then also, um, as sure as eggs is eggs, we know that they're heading for a financial fall because every storyline about them does involve them yeah. spending money. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, talking about about money, yeah. Cosmo said, "You and I should be investing in pensions, and a house is a good start." And then probably an SIPP. You get tax relief. Thank you for that, Cosmo. <laughs> but Cosmo. As, as just apart from just kind of the general advice, and even just to take control of my finances, though. What, yeah. what, what little I actually have. So that's a that's a start, Cosmo. You've made a start with that tweet. But um, <laughs> can you <laughs> actually <laughs> on approach the odd tweet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, shall we go to our caller, Inaris? Yes, let's. Hello, Ambridge3962. Who's first? Louise Lombard. Hi, Lucy Royfield and Dungeon Dummers everywhere. It's Louise from Bristol. I tweet as Lulam and I'm a first-time caller in her. I've been like a lurking since episode three. I'm on Tractor and I've been to a Dungeon Dummer meet-up, so this is all a bit back to front. But what can I say? We're a chilled-out bunch here in the southwest. I've been listening to the Archers since I was a teenager in the 80s, which makes me an antrobus. But Archer's listening is in my blood. My auntie told me how my mum was the local hide-and-seek champion and confessed years later that she used to sneak back into the house to listen to the Archers. No wonder they could never find her. I'm trying to pass on the dumpty love to my 11-year-old, but so far she's a reluctant dumpty diddler. So plot prediction time. I've just listened to Wednesday's episode with Lillian and Jolene at the races. 
and there's no way that Lillian and Justin are getting as far as the altar. I know I'm not the first to say it. There's too much unresolved tension between Lillian and Matt. I couldn't believe she didn't slap him down or snog him senseless when he called her puss-cat. Still, I'm a glass-half-full sort of girl, and I'm hoping we get as far as the hen night before Lillian and Matt are sat on the back of their number eight bus to Felbersham, a la the graduate. What sort of deal would it be, though? It was up to Jenny, darling, when we were for a boring spa day and cream tea affair at Gay Gables. Let's hope Jolene takes control and books a weekend of debauchery in Magaluf. I know which one I'd prefer. Now, where did I put that feather boa? I bet Harold, Carol Tregorin would be good value on a hen night. She'd definitely have a way with mixing cocktails or potions. That's all for me. I'll try not to leave it another 166 episodes before I call her in again. Bye. First time caller in era. Now you are the same vintage as me, Louise. Yes, and your children are sort of the same age as well. So you are me. Um, you're not me. I'm sure you're much better. Um, yes, no way they're getting as far as the altar. It was when he called her Pusscat, mm. I went, I sort of did a sudden intake of breath. I thought, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? But it was so nice to hear that old phrase back again. Hello, Puss, you know, Pusscat. Yeah. And it's kind of, it was really lovely. And I thought, oh, Matt, we've missed you. And um, there's, she, do, everybody, when when there was when she was wandering around the village, telling everyone I was completely happy. Nothing says I'm completely happy. Yes, I'm very happy. It's a bit bored, but happy. You know, totally happy. It's so nice to be happy. Happy, happy, happy. Um, everybody was saying, "Me thinks the lady doth protest too much," and I agree. There's much too much. She wasn't protesting. She was declaiming too much. Uh, there's mm. much too much. Um, uh, kind of self self persuasion going on there. Mm. I must have got everything I want, therefore I must be happy. But you know, Lillian is more complicated than that. Um, and also, where the hell? Is... Yes, and I can completely see the some appalling um, you know hen do where you know it's all terribly tinkly middle class, and then Matt comes crashing through a stained glass window on the end of a crane. <laughs> and, and, you Bit know, like Adamant in Prince Charming. Yes. Exactly, and I, oh, I'd read. I think yes, Matt in a frilly shirt with his little pot belly sticking out. That would be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um, hairy, a hairy pot belly. Um, yeah, where the hell is Carol Toboggan, by the way? And what the? I nearly said a rude word. Then was all that nonsense about the films? That mm. was another cul-de-sac storyline. Do you remember that where we had where we spent what yes. seemed like several years? With them waking their list of films that they wanted to watch. And then it all just stopped and vanished and we never heard from Carol Toboggan again. Have we heard from Carol since she went oh. skiing? No, maybe she's still there. Maybe she's she's impaled on a branch somewhere up an alp and no one's realised. <laughs> Can I just say that i got to say bravo to, Lu, uh, to Louise because didn't she go through all of the new caller in her gears? Apart from what she did as a job, I think. Oh, she didn't then. I'm rescinding my last comment. It's because of my strict and stringent two-minute rule. By the time people have gone through everything that we want them to say, they haven't got any time to actually <laughs> say anything well, about okay. it. <laughs> Can we give first-time caller inners if they're going through the gears, a little bit of leeway? Okay. Two minutes, 20. <laughs> You're so generous. You're so generous. 
Anyway, Louise Lombard, uh, welcome to the team. Yes. Mm. Um, sorry, I'm refilling my water glass now. I'm not having a wee for interested listeners. Um, what else? Oh, uh, yes, uh, yes. So um, I am kind of watching this with a sort of uh, listening to this rather. That was telling, watching this. Watching, listening to the, the Justin and um, Lillian thing with a kind of a semi-cringe on my face because I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the implosion hmm. and for Jennifer's appalled what do you mean you've done da 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 Lillian what's the matter with you you know you nearly you were nearly as good as me Lillian and now how have you done it so wrong <laughs> ah, ah blithe spirit next Hello, Dumpty Dum Blythe Spirit calling. Well, just listened to Friday's episode and it would appear that Pip is giving Teflon Toby the slow heave-ho. You can hear the doubt that has crept into her voice this week. And I think that the breach with her mother and all the trouble at Brooker's has really, really brought her up, this sh- brought her up short this time. And hopefully it will help her to grow up a bit. I think she has come to recognise the negative influence that her boyfriend has on her. She's not liking it and she's wanting to do something about it. But obviously at this point, she can't turn around to him and say, F off. So she's doing it with some stealth. I think the separate domiciling is just a step on the way on the route to the final dumpster. And it's actually quite a good thing. The big question is, has the Rex thing been shelved deliberately? over a long period of time for this. So Pip basically gets with Toby. She realises an arsitude and then Rex is brought in afterwards as the good guy. And of course, that will cause tension, even more conflict as if we didn't already have enough um, between the two brothers because Rex finally does get the girl. Big question, don't know. Either way, it would be really, really good to see Toby getting his comeuppance because he's a Teflon trustafarian. He's an arrogant little shit. He was really unpleasant to Bert this week, assuming that he could just move back in, totally off. I'd preferably like, like to see him homeless with no money and just for good measure, someone to give him a punch in the face. Anyway, that's it from me. I hope everyone's well and hopefully I will call him again soon. Cheers now. Bye. Will, Royfield, your views. Will, Pip, Dump Toby, get together with Rex. Mm, no idea. That's my. That's my. Uh, you told st- me last week I had to have an opinion as a as a. I as a hadn't presenter. finished. Sorry. Right, I hadn't finished. <laughs> now I'm sure uh, there's a classic bit of literature, which this triangle, or maybe it's a square if Anisha's in it as well. Um, is completely and utterly mapped out and you can tell me oh it's Anne of Green Gables or it's some <laughs> kind of nonsense it's just like Heathcliff and blah 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 and I don't know and then I'll go for some superhero reference with Yellow Jacket the no, Wasp I'll tell you and... what it is mm, go it's, on. it's Emma Grundy and Will and Emma well this is and this is and we did say this many, many yeah. moons ago didn't we yeah. right. so you've got to say to yourself right First off, are they, would they really do this? Are again? there any parallels, right, in in wider literature? Then you go, 
Um, what about the archers? And we've had siblings fighting over the same girly whirly ad nauseum on this thing, right? Even down to Shula and Elizabeth yeah, uh, and Nigel. It's just like, oh yeah. god, yeah. right, right. So, so the log- the logical brain cell you've got left, which is still working and tuned into the archers, would say no, they cannot go down this road again. So, if I'm forced to have an opinion. After what I said to you last week, saying you have to have an opinion on everything, you can be wrong, but you have to have one, I would say no. There you go. That's yeah. a long-winded roundabout way of me saying no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. right? However, um, they do seem to be slightly making this up as, as they go along. Uh. You know, so I hope, for the sake of uh, dramatic narrative that Pip and Toby are in it for, for the long haul because he's an interesting character. He's not a nice one, but he's definitely interesting. And and I'll, I'll keep doing this every week. I keep on saying, I'm going to talk about Sunday's episode, even though I shouldn't. But she's wearing that charm bracelet. She does wear it. And Alice says, oh, that's lovely. And she goes, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So even though we led to believe by the end of last week that she's given him the flick you know there's still really residual uh, feelings you know at the very yeah. least so which is interesting and which is good from a dramatic uh, purpose however if that was our friend our sister we'd be giving her a slap around the chops mm. and, and shaking yeah. and going you know yeah. dump the fool yeah you know so actually can we can we put Lord Louise's call in okay. uh, along with Blythe Spirits, because it's also very about Toby. Mm. I'm very glad that Lord Louise has uh, cleared up the uh, confusion about her name as well. Thank, uh, thank you for that. Aristocratic heritage. Yes. yes. yes She's yes, actually yes. the right honourable Louise. <laughs> Hello, Lucy Royfield and the greater universe of fabulous Dumpty Dummers. This is Lord Louise, not, to be clear after last week, not actually a lord of any sort. Those are just my two middle names, Lord Louise. Lord being a familial surname. Please, I beg of you, do not turn me in to the aristocracy cops. Now, I'm actually calling in about that good old pile of sleaze that is Toby. It's my best impression. I know, real good. Uh, so first of all, he was on top from this week, being a dickbag. But I don't believe that he's actually malicious or mean-spirited. At least those aren't his intentions. Certainly those are not his intentions any more than they're Tom's intentions when he takes this whole burn them to the ground and stop on the ashes attitude about his cow clap spreading extended family. So this week, specifically Friday's episode, Toby had that kind of probably supposed to be funny wheedling scenario at Bert. And he really let his sociopathic flag fly. He just was kind of clumsily pretending to care about or even understand the interests of others. And it really gave the impression of him thinking, well, he actually said, this is all just to help others, Bert. You can understand that, can't you? As though he kind of knows that some people called humans have a thing called empathy and community spirit. And he thinks he kind of understands it enough, but only enough to use it as a tool for manipulation. And he's still a little shaky on the details. Anyway, that is just my take on the terrible tyrant Toby. Uh, thanks so much. And I hope you are all happy 
and feeling fabulous and rock and roll bye bye also uh thank you to emily um the exo pair and also thank you to ben johnson um it's not him him of the many wifelets there is another aristo um who just just who is just a bit bonkers but thank you for for trying to guess because I said someone someone would help me out with this. But it, it, yeah, not him. And it's another nutter who's all Lord... probably slightly inbred. Uh, Lord Louise, I absolutely loved what you said about um, getting the impression with Toby that he's mimicking what he is supposed to say rather than actually feeling it. So he sort of thinks now, what would a what would another person do that's girlfriend was upset? Oh, they would buy jewellery. Or what would, you know, it's like he's watched a rom-com once, so he thinks he knows what to say. Um, it's not as insidious as Rob, but it's kind of a, it is a bit sociopathic in that it's, there's no, gen. I don't get any sense of genuine, the only genuine emotion he has is about himself, really. Mm. Um and he, you know, he thinks, oh, God, she's in a ba- she's upset about something. So I must remember to say, how- oh, yes, how is it all going with your with your mother? You know, because he can't quite, you know, he's not kind of, what is it you're upset about now? He's not 100% engaged with her at all. Um, and it's, it's just like going through the motions. I've seen people do, I've seen people put their arms around a woman when she's sad. So I will do that thing. You know, it's sort of like that. It's very odd. Mm. Um, that's in most part true, right? But it's not that he's sociopathic. He's totally self-centered, solipsistic yeah. and all yeah. of that. And I suppose the two are on, on the same spectrum, I, I presume. it. But where it slightly falls down is that he did go to Kendon and basically say, she's unhappy. Um, how can I make things better? So he is talking about it. He is aware and he's asking for advice. So, you know, he's not a Rob in, in, no, in no, that no, regard. No. You know, completely yeah. and utterly oblivious yeah. to her pain and discomfort. Yeah. But yeah, you know, for the most part, the whole world revolves around his gin still. There, there's, yeah. no, there's, no, you know, there's no disputing that. But he, he does have some level of empathy. And, and, I'll, and I'll repeat, the, the thing is about Toby is in the way that his world is constructed um he's completely and utterly showing his love and devotion to her by by not um having these his wondering willy thing going yes on. yeah absolutely you know it's like it's like when you're on a diet mm. and you you know that you lose weight by eating more eating less than you than you, you whatever you know all yeah. the, eating less than you expend and all that stuff yeah. but if someone offers you a piece of cake and you say no you kind of feel as if you ought to have lost the equivalent of those calories. But it's like when you're going to buy, sorry, I'm explaining this incredibly badly. When you, when you're going to buy a new dress and it's 150 pounds and then you think, no, do you know what? I'm not going to buy this dress. And then you feel like you've actually got 150 pounds because you didn't spend it. And it, like on a diet, you think, well, I didn't have that piece of cake. So therefore I am somehow ahead of the game. So I, you know, <laughs> surely I can, you know, and it's this mad logic. And that is Toby's logic about, well, I'm not sleeping with anybody else. So therefore, I don't have to be nice because surely that's enough that I'm doing that. Or rather, I'm not doing that. Do you know what I mean? You know, what? I, I, mm, I think that's almost correct. But Toby 
never thinks that he's not being nice. No. You know, Toby doesn't set out actually to be nasty. There's some effect is that he's not thoughtful, which isn't at all the same thing. In a way, basically, there is no side to Toby. He's this soft manipulator. So that whole scene with Bert this week and, you know, saying, oh, yeah, Bert, you know, how's the garden going, Bert? And blah, blah, blah. Do you remember the good old times, et cetera, et cetera? (laughs) You know, but he's not at all actually malicious. No. You know, he's not. You know, there isn't a... a, I did... Go. I did actually text Uncle Kerry after that scene because I loved the bit where he said... Do you remember that, the, you know, we used to have good chats, didn't we, Bert? Talking about you and your massive courgette. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kerry. <laughs> Witherspoon actually says in his call, which we will play next, that Toby has no depth. Hmm. I think I might agree with that. Thank you very much, Witherspoon. Yes, as Royford just said, we agree. Toby has no de- well, no side and no depth, and that makes him basically a cartoon figure, doesn't it? It makes him just completely one-dimensional, you know, driven by his own needs and wants. You're completely right, Roy. If he does not, he doesn't ever mean to be horrible. I've never heard him really say sorry because he never thinks he, as you said, he never thinks he's done anything wrong, and he just trundles on, sort of. He's completely driven by himself and so no one else really impacts on him strongly enough for him to feel apologetic or guilty or anything really mm. he just it's he's just like a little um sort of tractor trundling along just completely self-motivated and self self-driven bizarre <laughs> Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Mercy Greetings, Lucy Royfield, Yoko Bear, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's the not stale, as fresh as a tray of muffins straight from Jill's oven, Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. Someone who is feeling a little stale these days, though, is Toby. First, he refers to David and Ruth as the rents when talking to Pip earlier in the week. I haven't used that term since my university days. Next, I'll be walking down Witherspoon Street in Princeton. Yes, there is a Witherspoon Street. And stopping at my favorite pizza place to order a za with shrooms. Yikes. Clearly, Toby sees the writing on the wall. And in a Hail Mary pass, he consults with that relationship expert Lillian, who recommends that he buy Pip some bling. Considering Pip's concerns over finances, that went over like a lead balloon. Pip then unilaterally announces their new, quote-unquote, temporary living arrangements. Toby, with some desperation in his voice, seeks reassurance that this won't be permanent. Pip, who had already put off putting on Toby's present, basically says, Don't worry your pretty little head, sweetie. We later hear Pip confiding in her mother, and as I've said, I was empathizing with Ruth during this period. She was very let down by Pip after defending her to the hilt. As my surrogate therapist in Ambridge, the Reverend Allen said, actions speak louder than words. Except if the action is giving your girlfriend expensive jewelry when you should be paying her loan to you back. Anyway, if you caught Pip's words, she indicated that she would be looking for a single room to rent. That means sayonara Toby. Back to a threes company situation with his brother and Bert. And boy, did he approach that conversation with Bert in a self-centered, tone-deaf way. Toby has about as much depth as a 70s sitcom character anyway. That's my musings for this week. Talk to you soon. 
Now, Witherspoon, I have a friend who is 21 who calls her parents the rents. So I think some of this 70s stuff is coming back round again. Um, so, yes, but I did like the idea of you in your loon pants going to buy shroom pizza. That made me laugh. Um, yes. Oh, now we have Jacqueline Berthoud. <laughs> Hi, it's Jacqueline Berto from Sanguent in France on voting day. I'm not going to be able to listen to the uh, omnibus because I'm about to go and man the uh, polling station. Um, but I wanted to say what I've listened to so far this week. I just love that reaction uh, relationship that's been built up between Emma and Nick. Fantastic. Will Grundy, I'm never really, he was one of those kind of uh, uh, characters I didn't really think very much about, but I'm beginning to hate him with a vengeance. Hope all's well with everyone. Bye. Loving Emma Nick. I did like that bit. It was good, wasn't it? And especially them cackling together in the kitchen afterwards that they'd, that they'd done it. But, you know, Emma does need some support. She really does. Hmm. Irritating as she is on occasion, you know, she's no one can accuse her of not working hard. It was also um, very good to hear the analogy between um, their ma uh, and the fact that when they were growing up, she was always working down the ball, etc, etc. Yeah. I really don't like Will Grundy. I know. He's really a twat, isn't he? That man has no redeeming qualities as far as I'm concerned. He's just... uh, twatful you know well, yeah he just yeah not nice well lots of people were saying why is nick with him she's twice as intelligent mm. she's twi- she must see something in him that the rest of us don't but god knows what it is well when they got together hadn't he just moved into that cottage because he'd just it'd been a year or two beforehand and he'd just been upgraded and got got the job working with brian yeah. so he's flush with cash isn't he and he's very stable unlike yeah. ed you know financially he's stable and actually emotionally you always get the same tenor it's always the same tone with will grundy yeah you know so he just and will had been single for a little time and i can't remember what her ex was called but there was some kind of tempestuous relationship yeah, going on yeah. and you know he wasn't yeah. there for the kids and blah 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 and then here comes this guy who's absolutely rock solid financially and emotionally but yeah. my god yeah yeah i bet he i bet he voted leave <laughs> You know, fifty-two percent of our of our listeners to our podcast just switched off now. <laughs> I'd, yeah, I just he's 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 a bit like um he's a bit like Auntie Piggy. You know, he's kind of the Daily Mail writ large, isn't he? But he's kind of things ain't what they used to be. Everyone ought to have a bit more respect. You want you blah, 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 blah. there's no grey area. Everything's black and white. Um, what does that look like? <gasps> what will people think? What is you know? What does that look like to everybody else? Da da da. Ugh. But anyway. though, um, I think, and I've, I've said this a few times, old old Peggy gets in the neck invariably from female listeners a little bit too much because you know there are heartwarming moments with Peggy, you know, like uh, with her I and. Reminds female listeners of their judgy grandma. 
Well, whatever it is, it's Mark that the criticism of Peggy invariably comes from from, from the fairer sex. It absolutely does. And that touching scene with her and Kirsty, and she lobs her a load of cash and basically says, welcome to the family. Uh, Kirsty has the miscarriage. Kirsty goes there to bring it back. She says, this is a real mark of who you are as a person that you think you can give me that back. And there are these moments with, with Peggy yeah. where she has great empathy, understanding and warmth and insight. Yeah. You know, so she's not just a Daily Mail writ large. You always say that about Peggy. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Will's more Daily Mail than Peggy is then. Absolutely. Mm. He's like, he's got a lizard brain, Will. He's, he's yeah. horrid. <laughs> <laughs> Will the lizard. Lizard Grundy. Oh. Oh, oh, that's it. That's the end of the calls. Goodness. We seem mm. to have rattled through those. Yeah. Did I have any time to talk? Because normally... You did, yes. Really, I did. Okay. Because yes. normally you just go, and the next call is, and I go, hey, wait on a minute. But if I did have chance to speak, uh, it's probably time for me to say, are there any emails? Uh, no. Are you quite sure? No. Let me just check. No. Hmm. There aren't any then. Smashing. Right. Super. I think we can move on. And I can say something like, it's that time, folks, where you can go put the kettle on. And well, actually, if you if you listen to this via a podcast, you can always go and put the kettle on. That's the whole point. It's kind of portable <laughs> in your ears, isn't it? You don't have to stop. You're not watching TV. So that that's wrong. But emotionally, symbolically... It's a break in the show, folks, if not actually. And uh, you can go and do something else or maybe not listen so intently as you have done before. And you can maybe think of, hmm, maybe I should listen to Friday 15 or I'm going to check out Walkie Talkie. Both of them are very good, you know. Oh, and there's an Archer's link on Friday 15 this week because we've got Kerry Davies on, who's been mentioned on this podcast. Yes, him. That self-same Kerry Davies talks about working from home, liking French house music, and being upstairs or on the loo. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. When the Amazon delivery man calls. <laughs> in an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in, um, in a classroom for a year. And awesome. Yeah. Um, for me, I well, and I think the reason that I somehow managed to, to win in the end is that for me, it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together. Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday 15, which you can get, of course, from a podcatcher of your choice. Hello, I'm Lucy, and this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years and I meet people that as a dog walker you talk to people um, if your dogs get on you tend to just you say which way are you going can I come with you and you just sort of amble along and you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front so there's no embarrassing eye contact if things get a bit heavy, if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult, then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit. We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant, have children. We've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died and the owner says, oh, I can never have another one and then in a couple of months time they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them and um 
We've seen people's marriages break down, new romances start. It's a lovely way to start your morning. It never fails to give me something something nice to think about, something interesting to think about, even if it's not nice. And having a dog is a sort of a, a universality, really. The people aren't all like me, as I hope you'll realise over the course of the series. Leading up to the 1860 election, in walks a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln, who is the Republican candidate. The Republicans to the South represent the ending of slavery. And Lincoln, despite the fact that his sentiment was always in the beginning to preserve the Union rather than to abolish slavery, becomes the lightning rod of anti-Southern sentiment. And he ends up winning the election in 1860 with no support from the South. The Guardian, Manchester, Tuesday, November 20th, 1860. Summary of news, foreign. The details respecting the presidential election furnished by the New York journalist, not complete, but they not only assure us of Mr. Lincoln's election, but show that the Republican Party has obtained far more than the requisite number of votes for his return. It is calculated that New York, Pennsylvania, the New England states, New Jersey, and the Northwestern states give him 171 electoral votes, or 19 more than the majority required for the election, the total number of electoral votes being 303. It is not improbable, too, that this majority may be further swelled by the result of the elections in the Pacific states of Oregon and California. We have no account of the manner in which the Southerners have received the intelligence of Mr. Lincoln's election. The next advices will no doubt be filled with fierce Southern declamations and protest, but it is not very likely that any Southern states will do anything mere than talk loudly about succession. Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes from Washington to Obama. 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown. Hello, Dumb to Dumb, it's Joe Bear here, calling with the Social Media Roundup. Um, starting this week with um, an announcement that was on the forum, uh, Fox on a Ledge um, has announced that there is going to be a Dumb to Dumb meetup on Tuesday the 23rd of May at 7pm in Newcastle at the Tyneside Bar and Cafe in Pilgrim Street. So, yeah, get along. That'd be, yeah, that'd be a great night out, wouldn't it? I would go myself. It's a little bit far from Yokelshire. Um, if you want more details, contact at Fox on a Ledge on the Twitters. Now, we had on Facebook a bit of a discussion and predictions about Pip and Toby because it was looking shaky, wasn't it? Um, 
Kate Lyle says that uh, around that storyline, David is going to go justifiably ballistic when he discovers Kenton is investing in Toby instead of praying Brookfield back. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, Catherine Kavanagh made a point that she actually felt terribly sorry for her um, because Pip's actually made a pretty disastrous call on a bad man. And yeah, as Catherine said, haven't we all? Yeah. Um... But she's too narcissistic and arrogant to accept it, so it's probably going to limp on for a bit. Um, Catherine also wondered whether Stella's going to turn up from Brighton. Um, and also as well, Gordon Jackson said this would be an ideal time for um, Matthew to pop his head up again. Uh, no, Gordon, it wouldn't. I think Matthew was really boring, wasn't he? Um, Susan Busley also uh, predicts that Toby's gym will be a big money spinner because it's it's a bit of a thing at the moment isn't it artisan gins and everything now susan posted a picture of some gin jam yes gin in jam is this a thing does such a thing exist what a time to be alive um i was talking to the gin i i posted something asking whether anybody would like a little bit of scruffs um most people didn't actually zoe picked and said I think I'm washing my hair, but not in it. Um, but rather jauntily, Diane Loftus said, make mine a double and put one in for Lillian. Normally we put two in for Lillian because, you know, she, she's got the extra capacity, hasn't she, for the drinking. Um, we also talked about Adam and whether he was right to feel slighted about the shares issue. Um... Fiona Siobhan Powell, and I think she's absolutely spot on here, said this is going to be the first volley in what will be a very, very long storyline regarding the, ha the farm and inheritance. Um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. I think, as you said, there's quite a fight down the road because The Arches is all about both the women and the children. And when we talk about the children, what we're really talking about it's the inheritances, aren't we? And where it's going to go in the future. So, yeah, I think there's more to come on that. Hannah May said, Adam would never be happy, even if he was given a free Porsche, an eco-farm in the Bahamas, and a million pounds. Um, yeah, I think you might be right there. We also talked a little bit about that dinosaur of a man, Will. Not a lot of love for Will this week. There's quite a lot of love for Nick. Um... Denise Tomlinson says that Will has a nicer wife than he deserves, and she's definitely Team Nick. Peter Mabbott said, I'm enjoying the Nick Emma loving. Will and Ed beware. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that. Um, they're kind of united against Will, and that was really, I really, really enjoyed that. Uh, Joe Jackson also said that Willosaurus is punching above his weight with Nick. Yes, he is. We also had an amaze, two amazing things happen. There's posts on the Facebook about this. Harrison was actually seen doing the policeman's job that he's paid for, though it was, in a strange way, just harassing Joe down a lane somewhere. Anyway, but talking to Joe, the other amazing scene this week, Joe put his hand in his pocket and bought a drink. I don't think that's happened in living memory, to be honest with you. Uh, we also talked about the cricket a little bit. Um... But I'm going to finish with this that Helen Sampson said on the thread about the cricket. Helen Sampson made a really good point, which she said, I love the quiet stories like this where we're forced into the minutiae um, of everyday country folk. It's a beautiful counterbalance to the madness of the Helen Rob type storylines. Do you know what, Helen? 
I think you're absolutely spot on there. It's been a hell of a year for us Ambridge, um, you know, us, us Ambridge listeners. Um, I think we just need a bit of a rest in it to get calmed down a bit. And So yeah, you're absolutely right. Anyway, that's me done for the week. Um, so, that's the social media roundup. Right then, that was uh, Social Media Roundup on behalf of the uh, Yokel Bear and Millie Bell Show. So thank you for that, Yokel Bear. Tip top as always, sir. We salute you. Uh, Luce. Yep. Can you hit us with some awesome tweets? I can. Poppy Starkey. No one has ever pronounced a line on this program as carefully as Shula saying, running a hunt country. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Exeter Dormouse had Matt saying I've just been looking at a mate's gelding whoa that's dark do not get on the wrong side of Matt (laughs) (laughs) I haven't put that interpretation on it at all Exeter Dormouse Uh, Deborah Marson said is there a final straw on that charm bracelet Toby (laughs) very good Uh, little Kim said how is poor Ruth managing to do the budget with her hands nailed to that cross (laughs) <laughs> well, we've been wondering how she managed to do anything with our hands nailed to that cross, to be honest. And another Ruth one wins Tweet of the Week, courtesy of Peter Smith, who said, sorry for the appalling accent in advance again, me and your dad have had a chat pet and we've decided organ harvesting you is the way we can pay our compensation bill. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. And that is the end of the tweets. Oh, well done. Well done, everybody. People get really quite excited on the old Twitters when they have Tweet of the Week, don't they? They get I all know. giddy. I know. <laughs> they really do get giddy and, 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 and retweet the fact. So everybody that's... Didn't somebody once say, if your Tweet of the Week, you should it should be immortalised for a week on, on Twitter somehow, like in your handle or something or another... Really? Yeah, somebody said something, and in typical me fashion, I read it briefly, didn't write it down, and then it's kind of forgotten, but just got the gist. But anyway, I'll move on and just say I've made a Horlicks, Lucy. I don't know what to do about this Dumpty Dum Whiskey meetup. Oh. Mm. Because there's all manner of schisms going on now. It's like Henry <laughs> the like Early Protestantism. Exactly. It's like Luther and. Kelvin and yeah, it's like the Church of England cleaving away from Catholicism. Dates are not yet strong point, are they, Roy? To be honest, Mm. I don't know. As as a fruit goes, I don't mind a date at all. Actually, you don't you don't associate the date with the day of the week that it corresponds to. No, no, and and this is something which I've said to you off mic on numerous occasions. And let's just go back onto how this. Horlicks happened right so when I was in 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 San Fran um and it was nowhere near May i.e February I'm involved in an online chat with with Freya and for whatever reason we agree on the 11th of May for this whiskey meetup it then transpires only about two weeks ago I look at the calendar and I go hey that's a Thursday now right here and now I'm not living in London. I go down to London to check up on the tenants in my flat and to see friends, but I'm up in Birmingham. And then I say to myself, surely that's an inconvenience for most people. 
it should have been a Friday. I've made a Horlicks. I've made a mistake. So then I say I'm dum-de-dum. This is obviously a mistake. It should be Friday after work drinks, not Thursday, because people have families. It's a school night. And all of a sudden, I've got some refuseniks that are refusing to budge <laughs> from the Thursday <laughs> to the Friday. Freya, in, Emily. Freya's in Liverpool. She can't stay another day. Naked fingers. <laughs> So I don't know. I'm just throwing my my hands up here. You know, there's a there there are some people. Andrew Horn <laughs> et al. Oh, sorry. There's someone at the door. Hold right. on a moment. Talk amongst yourself. All right. So I don't know, folks. Right. I think the smart thing for me to do is maybe just cancel it. So I think that's what I'm doing. No, I don't think that's actually what I'm doing really sorry about this but i think we should cancel the dumby dum whiskey meetup uh for this friday and organize one for maybe four weeks hence because we need freya there she's going to be the life and soul and we definitely need naked fingers because that man knows how to drink a whiskey so i'm cancelling it and then i will come back to you um next week on dumpty dum and on the twitters with a suitable date after I've asked the most important people, you, when would work for you? There we go. Hello, Horlicks boy, I'm back. All right, so I've just told everybody it's cancelled and right. I'm going to come <laughs> back. cancelled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will come back next week with another date about four weeks hence. Okay. It's just too confusing. Okay. Considering that the last week that I saw from Freya very clearly says... I can't come. Um, Emily is double booked and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so she, so she can't even come for the Thursday. So it's all cancelled. I'm going to work it out for next week. But it will be a Friday. That's the sen- most sensible day of the week to do this. Hmm. Talking about meetups, mm-hmm. Lucy, yep. there's one in Newcastle. Ah, Mia, Mia Fox. Fox. Yeah. Yes. Fox on a ledge. On, on the Twitters. Um, there's a Dumpty Dum meetup on Tuesday the 23rd of May at 7pm at the Tyneside Cafe Bar. Yet again, everyone is welcome to come and chat about all things the Archers. And maybe one or two Dumpty Dum things as well. So, I'm going to repeat folks, if you're up in the North East and you're celebrating Newcastle United's promotion to the Premier League and maybe you're in uh, Teesside and you're worried about Middlesbrough being relegated, uh, you can go up to the Tyneside Cafe Bar, hang out with your fellow Dumpty Dummers on Tuesday the 23rd of May from 7pm. You know, how she put that together, first off, loose. No. She used tractor. She did. Ah! Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Well done, you fusing tractor which is our map of the world and we know how i love a map and you can go pin yourself to tractor and it helps with meetups candida beaching don't think that i've forgotten that you should be doing a southwest of england meetup i haven't forgotten my eyes on you and i know that there's going to be one in toronto for when our vicky kill um, goes on a trans canadian train trip that all that all the Dumpty Dummers in Toronto 
are all beside themselves with excitement and they're saying when that train hits the Toronto they're going to party like it's 1999 with Vicky Cole and her hubby <laughs> yeah and that's the power hubby, he's not going to know what the bloody hell is going on but never mind <laughs> <sighs> that's the beauty of Tractor it really brings our community together and you can find that community on dumdydum.com yeah look my segues are awesome this week dumdydum.com folks it's having a dust off so if you go on to dumdydum.com you will see the dumdy dogs uh which are being put together by cosmo and they're all on the home page and you click on dumdy dogs and there's a section of dumdy dogs and it's people with, with their dogs and uh there's like um jojo sexy heels uh there is um Gita's dogs mistress alliance sorry's dogs it's just lovely heartwarming stuff <sighs> maps folks map of the week there's only one contender for map of the week you know i love me a map and you've been sending them to me like there is no tomorrow on the twitters and this week there was an overwhelming favorite whether i liked it or not for map of the week and the thing is lucy guess what what i did like it it was ah, awesome that's good. all right now it came from uh by horse sent me this Ben Johnson, Jacqueline Berto, Mary Not Contrary, um, Aurora Funny Pants, oh sorry, Aurora Fanny Pants, and Mike Smith. Don't Ooh. take your funnies for your fannies. Yeah, you there you go. There <laughs> Now, this is a map, Lucy, which yeah. is um, aesthetically pleasing. Though the colour palette is somewhat bold, shall we say? Somewhat is that the red, red and orange and all that? Exactly, but yes. it works. Yuck. But it works. No, okay. but it works though. You've got some purples, you've got some pinks in there, you've got some blues, and it is a map of the destinations you can get to within the United Kingdom, travelling from London's main line train stations. And what you have is this kind of um, spiral of colour with the access being London it's very good it's very good and pretty however there is a certain amount of caution folks so when you look at it for its aesthetic beauty don't see it as gospel oh no sir rebob because Cosmo <laughs> Cosmo said careful rail experts report it is not accurate which oh is, no exactly which is backed up by Claire Asprey she says Royfield one for you here although as a St Pancras girl I think it's underestimated in this map. Trains to Kent, Sussex and France too. She means you can get those from St Pancras. And according to the map, oh no, St Pancras just splays north, not a little bit south and a little bit to the east. But fundamentally, it's very good. It's very clever. And it's just kind of very pretty. Hmm. So hmm, that is my map of the week, folks. It is the map shown which wait and get to in a whole lovely cornucopia of rainbow colours from London's main line stations. Bravo to all of those people that sent it in. Loose. Yes. So getting to the end of the show. Okay. So shall I remind people? Yeah. How they can help keep our little ragtag bobtail podcast. Yes. Give them a quick nudge. Go on then. You tell them. Oh. Um. Uh. 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 I mean, he's got to find the bit in the script. Hang on. <laughs> This uh, hasn't been like said 160 keep... odd times. You think yeah, you said know, off the top of your head. If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site. Or you can go to patreon.com 
and join us by donating two dollars to US dollars which converts it back into UK poundage uh, per episode. Uh, remember to get in contact with us you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on our website or you can call us on 02030313105 to leave us a message from your phone which no one's done for a couple of weeks if there's no call from Goddess Diva invariably there's no call uh, from that uh, so maybe you just want to see, see if that facility works it's like hmm I've heard about this you know I was you SpeakPipe I actually want to pick up the phone this week just because and if you've got a rotary phone, then get this kind of like nice sensory, you know, feeling as you like put your finger in the zero and pull it all the way around and release it and then try it again with the two. Have I told you the story of my daughter going, going to my flat and using my phone? No. Yeah. So about two years ago and I was in the flat and mobile reception is really bad by, by the front door there, Lucy. And Maisha was moaning about she had to ring her mum. And I went, oh, just go use the phone. She went, I don't know how to use the phone. And I went, don't be so <laughs> stupid. Go and use the phone. I just wasn't thinking. She went, yeah. Dad, I don't know how to use the phone. I went, what's the matter with you? And I looked. And, of course, I've got a ro- an old-fashioned rotary phone. Uh-huh. She went, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Did I you feel... hold the phone still and circle round it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did I feel prehistorical? What? I said, you pick up the receiver and you go, I want to call Ventures three times. <laughs> <laughs> and the operator says, I'm connecting you now. <laughs> Two more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she she just couldn't believe it. You put your finger in it and you pull it back. It takes so long. Why isn't mum? Why isn't mum's number just already pre-programmed on it? But my God, did I feel prehistoric. But anyway, <laughs> use the phone, folks. It's good because it's good to talk, as Busby said, all those years ago. Maureen Lippman. I really liked her. Yeah. Yeah. BT. Oh. Uh, so uh, you can find us, folks, on Twitter, where we're at Dumdy Dum. And uh, you can find me where I'm at Royfield. So if you want some uh, grammatically incorrect tweets, tweets missing words, tweets that don't really quite make sense, which I delete two hours after posting them because I realised I made a real horlicks of the English language go follow me on that or you can and then Lucy's going to say I'm not on Twitter she is you are aren't you well let's not do this again (laughs) Shambridges or you can follow Harriet I won't get it there you go or you can follow the wonderful Harriet on Shambridges yeah, she's lovely. She's a nice human being. We should get her on the show. I know. We should. We should. We should. Um, how's about mm-hmm. right? Because you know the majority of the listeners to the Archers are uh, like lady type people. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do this with her? Because she's too busy. All right, then that's a very good reason. So, folks, you're stuck with me. On <laughs> Facebook, <laughs> on Facebook, you can go find us by simply typing in "dumb t dumb." That's dumb t dumb, and uh, you just kind of just like join us. And I think that's just about that. Um, where's the weather? What's the weather like in in Walthamstow, Lucy? Grey. Grey, grey, grey. Unremittingly grey. It's yeah. very, very... I hate this. I just wish it would either rain, because I'm fed up of watering my garden, which feels wrong when it's not sunny, or 
Be sunny. This greyness mm. is miserable. It makes me want to leave country. Mm. You know... Something cheered me up no end this morning, though. What was that? I was standing outside in my garden, and mm. a lady was walking along the road with her three-year-old. And she said to him, I was putting the bins out, and, and they were sort of coming up to me so I could hear them. Mm. And she said, we've got to start thinking about your birthday soon. And he said, yes. And she said, have you got any ideas what you want? And he said, Lego and a dragon, but only a small one, he said, because she looked a bit alarmed. And she said, right. And then she sort of caught my eye and grinned. And she said, I'm not sure where they sell. No, I'm not sure we can have a, a dragon. And he said, only a baby, a really small one, only a baby one. And she said, I'm not sure where I can get one from. And he went, Amazon. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that sounds almost like a trailer for the forthcoming season of Game of Thrones. Does it? Oh, yeah. there you go. Maybe it was. Maybe they were being filmed and I didn't realise. But I thought it was very sweet and it made me laugh. It was a nice start. Uh, that, that, that's very good. Um, you know, you and I have a go at Brexiteers. Yes. Yeah, because we think that it's um, a somewhat, let's be honest about it, small-minded, petty, virgin on, slightly slightly racist kind of attitude yeah. uh, to hold, you know, that we're going to withdraw from the yeah. Brotherhood of Nations across we're Europe. We're going to take our ball and go home. Yes. Yeah. And then we're going to cut off our own nose to spite our face to do with our economic uh, influence and stuff, etc., etc. We're going to take blah, our blah, ball blah, and blah. go home and then whinge right. that no one will play football with us. But right. yes, yes, yes. All right. I was watching Gogglebox the other day. Yeah. All right. And when I'm, when I'm in the States, I do try and watch Gogglebox. And I um, do show it to Yanks. And they always love it. They always go, oh, right. my God, this is just so heartwarming. Now, you know that 60, 70% of those people on Gogglebox are Brexiteers. You yeah. feel it in your water. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And you know what? I watched Gogglebox this week. And I was actually heartened. I actually says, you know what? I don't know what country I'm living in, but I do quite like Britain. And I, and we are a, we are a nice bunch of people. Yeah. And you know, right, okay. So historically, we've done some shitty things. You know, raped and pillaged Africa and India, and you know, helped massacre well, the Native Americans. Yeah. Have we all? <laughs> I don't know. The Austrians have pretty much got, got, you know, got their hands, you know, clean when it comes to, you know, international genocide and whatever. And us Brits haven't. And then here I am. I'm the child of empire, quite literally, because Austrians. I... Are you sure about that? Well, okay. Colonial empires, the Austrians had had zero. But you know what? They did do the odd little help at the odd pogrom. Okay, let's forget the Austrians. The Finns. <laughs> the Finns. Their hands are pretty much clean, right? All right, when it comes to international wrongdoing, the Finns, the Norwegians... Hitler was born in Austria. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yes, carry on, carry on. I'm with you, I'm with you on the general thrust. Yes, okay, keep going, right. dear. All yeah. right, all right. And I just watched that programme, and it's so heartwarming. All right, you see real relationships. I know okay, people just sat around eating cake piling on weight watching tv but there's real <laughs> relationships there's families and i just thought okay half of you people have voted tory and i don't understand it but 
you know what, we're all Brits together, and let's just soldier on through this effing mess, and let's keep do it together. Yes. yes, let's keep calm and keep buggering on. That's all I've got to say. Well, I kind of felt much cheered by France, really, because I thought, there we go. There's, you know, not the whole world hasn't gone bonkers. There are still mm. sensible people. Mr. Macaron Cheese. Yes. And but. isn't he young? Oh, don't you start. The Daily Mail headline. <laughs> 39-year-old Macron gushes about... No, is president of France with his 64-year-old wife. I thought... Who cares how old she is? Mm. Just stop trying to make him sound like loose, some kind of loose, freak. Loose, what? loose, 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 loose. To be fair, right? It's quite no- notable, and it's not. It, and it'd be one thing if he met her last week. Okay, but or nobody the, uh, talks about how old what's her face loose, is. Loose, loose. Melania, do they? Loose, loose. If he was an older man with a younger loose. woman. Loose. No, 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 no. It is different, and here's the difference. Yes, we know there is this double standard to do with men and much younger women, right? I'm not talking about that. They started their relationship. She was his teacher at school and they, they started start it- their relationship at school. It was after he left. Well, that's not what I've read. That's because you read the mirror, probably. <laughs> and I knew you were going to say something like that. I read that they got together when he was 16 and she taught him drama. No, that's where they met. They didn't get together until after he had left school. It still doesn't do the half your age and then add seven rule. They still fall foul of that, don't they? I don't even know what that rule is. So if you if you want to find out if someone's too young for you to date, basically you half your age and then add seven years to it. And if they fall... Uh, yeah, they're beneath that in terms of age they're too young so if I'm 40 I can't be dating a 25 year old no but I can do a 30 year old do half your age you heard me do right <laughs> <laughs> and it, it absolutely does hold up it doesn't matter what age you are you just do it and, and, and basically do the math and you go Oh, yeah, that feels right, right. It does work. But anyway, inter- interesting bloke. And um, I don't know, Luce. We've got to be careful, though. Serious point. We've got to be careful and not too complacent and say that, you know, we've won, you know, we, in inverted commas, the global liberal elite who are, you know, ignorant to the, the pain and the suffering and the marginalisation of others. Uh, yeah. That we don't just say, all right, it's all sorted now. Europe's going to yeah. hold together. Um, those fascists, uh, you know, they're on the ropes yeah. because, you yeah, know, they're resilient. They're like pesky bloody bugs. But right? we, we, the next thing is to figure out why people feel the need to vote for these parties. And well, no, what can I, be done I, to help I, people I, listen to, I think. Well, I think I think we now know the reasons, but it's, it's for us to um, not have an economic system which is so geared towards people that already have wealth and then forget people on the margins that that's the thing you know and one of the reasons why we didn't have political extremism from 1945 uh till um until very recently is for the because economic wealth was largely kind of shared out throughout the whole western world you know you had um, manual laborers in 
in Detroit who could actually not have to go to college but actually have a decent wage and actually own their own home. Yeah. yeah and now all that spiralled out of control starting from the 1980s, really. Yeah. But, hey, hmm. if you're but, a Brexiteer, mm. uh, this is a serious point. If you voted to Brexit, um, feel free uh, to send me a little email or even a voicemail and just say, Royfield, I'm a reasonable, sane person, and here's the reasons why I voted that way. Because I know that Lucy and I do talk about this ad nauseum, and it must not rile some people up. And they're saying, but wait a minute, <laughs> I'm not a xenophobe. I don't hate the French. I just wanted to take back control. You know, so serious point. But anyway, on that point, Britain, I love you. <laughs> I do. I know, I know I spend half my year in America, but I'm very proud to be British. There's many worse things you could be. Well, judging by Hollywood, there's an awful lot of people who are incredibly proud to be British whilst living in LA. So, you know. Mm. Right then. Shall we, okay. shall we end by a, a rousing rendition of God Save the Queen? Yeah, and the, followed by the Marseillaise, I feel. <laughs> Bit of the red flag and we're done. Yeah. Right then. <laughs> Bye! You haven't sung it. Oh, I'm not going to really. Nobody God save our gracious queen. There you go. Yeah. La 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 la. Goodbye. Bye. That was all right.